Rocking chair session. With Elisa Di Batista, Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. Hi, and welcome to Rocking Chair Sessions, Volume Twenty Five, with artist Salvador. Twenty Five. Can you believe it? Wow, that's like a, a anniversary. Pronounce your last name for me, Salvador, so I don't massacre it because I already massacred another one. Zarate. Zarate. Because it has like a thing on it the has upper a. Side. Yeah, when in Spanish, it's Zarate. Zarate. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm saying it. Like, do you pronounce the Z? Do you not? It's like English or Spanish. Whoever's saying it, then it changes. Right. Zarate. Yes. Yeah. Where does that last name come from? Spain, I think. Yeah, okay. Spain. But um, my dad's Mexican. So cool. It's, yeah. So you're a mix. I'm a mix. Cuban-Mexican. Cuban-Mexican. Yep. And when, when you grew up, did you feel having... Like the difficulty to be one versus the other, was it just like your household? You, were, you just you were a blend and you were okay with that? No, you know what's funny is that, you know, all of my mom's side of the family is pretty much here in Miami mm -hmm. for the most part, like the you know, extended family. And so obviously growing up with my grandparents and everything, you know, you get used to the Cuban food and all that and fine. But when I was younger, like from about seven to around 11, mm -hmm. I would go every summer to Mexico okay. and it'd be awesome because I would spend, I would live with my grandparents over there and I'd see all my cousins and I'd come back speaking with like the biggest Mexican accent and everybody was like, wow. And it would be like two and a half months. So I would relate to both. I really loved it because it was kind of like cool to see both sides. Yeah. And I feel that's so wonderful when you have like the, the summer, you, you just have a place to yeah. go into kind of like this alternative world, right? Completely. It's kind of like Completely. everything is so different and yeah. you're just part of both worlds in a way. Yep. No, and, and where uh, my dad's side of the family is from is Chihuahua. So it's like north of Mexico. It's kind of mm -hmm. close. It's on the border with Texas. And, you know, it's back then anyway, like in the early 90s when I would go, it was just a very small town. Now it's, you know, like any other city, but it was just funny to see because you're like go to the movie theater and wow that movie's coming out now you know that movie came out a year ago you know yeah, what I mean that kind of yeah. thing and uh and it was just nice kind of slower and very uh friendly city you could walk anywhere it was cool so mm -hmm. I liked it a lot in the food it was mm -hmm. nice I always had fun and then but you were born in Miami yes, right yes I was born in Miami so you're yeah. one of the few like probably I think five or now or something that, that actually yeah. artists that are born in Miami because yeah. so many artists move here right, at some right. point in their lives right Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, well, my, my uh, grandparents, so they lived in Cuba, and I think like in the late 60s, they said, okay, we got to go, and they went to Spain, they took my, obviously my mom, my, uh, her, my two uncles, and they lived in Spain for a couple of years, and then came to the States and ended up in Miami, and uh, that's pretty much, yeah, my mom went, went to med school in Mexico, so that's where she met my dad, and then came here, and I was born here, yeah. So your mom is a doctor? Yeah. And your dad? Yeah. Both doctors? Both, yeah. <laughs> wow! What, what, what kind of doctors are they? Uh, my dad is a surgeon, an uh -huh. OBGYN, and uh -huh. my mom is a psychiatrist. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you tell me that at some point? Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe. 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 I knew I never did. So my question is the following. Who in your family, either side, Salvador, is artistically inclined? You know what's funny is like all of them. Pretty much, yeah. Well, in, in their own little way, right? It's it's It was kind of really bizarre, but none of them 
pursued any kind of uh, artistic career. It was just more of something they did on the side. Like my grandmother, she has a whole book about poems about everybody in the family, and they're beautiful Spanish, you know, poems, and they're amazing. And she every now and then she'll pull it out and read it, and it's like, okay, this one is you know Salvi because they call me Salvi in my family, right? So like this one's Salvi at age eight, you know, oh he's da 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 or whoever, and and it was incredible. So I wanted to print it one day just to give it to her, make a little, make a nice book, yeah. and so that's my grandmother. My mom. She also would help me out. I remember when I was a kid, you know, she'd help me out with projects and stuff like, oh, and you got to draw this and any kind of, you know, science project or thing. And uh, and then I have my uncle on my dad's side. He can pretty much do anything like sculpt, you know, make things out of ceramics, clay, paint, everything. Uh, but and I never really knew my dad I knew my dad was artistic but one day I saw him painting this Picasso replica and I was just like wait what hold on what I, didn't, I had no idea and he was just there and he kind of just introduced me and in how to you know make certain colors and work with acrylics that's how I started and uh, what age well, was that what age was that I think that was like around 15 cool. is when I kind of 14 is when I you know saw him and, in, you know, I knew he, he always loved to draw. I mean, whenever he'd have to explain something, like I remember being a kid and we had a, a dock and it kind of got banged up and it was old, you know, because we lived like on the canal. And we're there trying to buy the stuff. I must have been like, I don't know, eight years old, but I remember this because he did a quick sketch of what he wanted the dock to look like. You know, he's like, okay, I want to have these pillars and I need this amount of wood and I need that. So he's explaining to the lady and he did like a really quick sketch. And the lady, I remember she was like, <gasps> like wow like, that's a beautiful that's sketch. a beautiful sketch like yeah okay and even with like a little light on the thing and oh this and like the whole the whole thing so he um yeah he always and you know i'll catch him sometimes we'll be playing like, dominoes or something he'll just like do a quick sketch of somebody there but so i think it was always part of the genes but mm -hmm. um nobody ever really like pursued it mm -hmm. as a career. And for you, time. it was clear right away, like in high school already, that you would want to go to uh, art school and you want to pursue this, or how did not this? Really. Mm -hmm. No, not really. It was kind of, I, when I was young, I always would draw, and I would always would sketch and doodle, and I would get comic books, and I would get, you know, The Simpsons, right? I'd have like a Simpsons thing, and I would then try to draw a bard, and the whole, and my friends in the class would be like, oh, can you do one for me? And I was just there, like, you know, sketching and doodling. And then as I got, a little older but you know and I remember comic books I used to love to try to copy the scenes because they'd be beautiful perspectives mm -hmm. you know and, and the, the, the gestures that these comic books had were great so I remember being around 9 and 10 when I would collect all these comic books and I even had a book in pers on perspective and it was something that I, I'll never forget because I remember learning okay vanishing points one point two points and that helped me out later you know when I went to college and started to study architecture because it was something like oh, okay I understand how to do this and convey a, you know, a space, and, but I never thought about seriously becoming an artist. It was something that I've always loved to do, but I guess as I got older and older, I just became more passionate about it, mm -hmm. and it just sort of happened. It wasn't mm -hmm. something that I had my mind set on always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after high school, you, you immediately went to college for architecture? Yes. Where did you, where did you go? To I went to Miami-Dade first. Miami-Dade, okay. Yeah, I went to Miami-Dade, and then I graduated there, and then I went to FIU. Mm -hmm. And I studied architecture, and um, but also the arts. I went into you know a lot of figure drawing classes and painting and art history. I got a minor in art history, so you know all of those things kind of you know they all related in a way. You know the mm -hmm. arts. So I 
I gravitate Especially to both. Especially architecture and art right. is kind of like so interconnected yeah. also, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after school, did you did you work as an architect? I did. I worked in a bunch of firms, you know, hospitality. So we would do like nightclubs and bars and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, a lot of hotels. And, and it was also while I was going to school. So that was good. Uh, and then I took uh, about two years there was like a break so I always wanted to study abroad mm -hmm. so I had this opportunity and you know when I was in school uh, I don't know if I mean it was something that the way that FIU taught it was more about expressiveness and emotion and more about the atmosphere of the actual work and not so much the technical side mm -hmm. so but that wasn't like I was kind of going the other way right so mm -hmm. I would always try to be representational or, or have this look like what I want it to look like and they're like no no don't worry about making it look like that you know just mm -hmm. how do you feel you know listen to music and draw to the music kind of thing and I'm like in my head thinking like, yeah but I want to make it look like this and it's not looking like it so I uh, heard about this one really good school and, and I ended up going over there I got in and and I was uh, in Florence for a couple of years studying at that school yeah the I, Angel I Academy remember, yeah, yeah you talked to me about that and yeah. that must have been like a dream come true, right? It's like from living in Miami to moving to Europe, and then in a place like Italy, where all the great masters learn how to paint and the beauty of art. Like, how was that transformative for you? It was, it was like life changing. And we're not to sound you know, like cliche or anything, but it really was because it. First of all, I'm by myself, you know. And I remember when I got there, my uh, my debit card didn't work because I forgot to call my bank. So I was like, that happens, oh my yeah, God, I'm already, too, like, I'm already yeah. a starving artist. Like I have like five euros in my name. How am I gonna, what am I gonna you eat? You have to start selling your work right <laughs> now. <laughs> so I was just panicking for a day, but no, it was great. I mean, the whole thing about being away from family, friends, you, you really are like, realize what's important. You know, you kind of like, damn, I miss my mom, I miss my dad, I miss my friends. You know, I, and, and you start to kind of reflect a lot. You have a lot more time to just, you're out of your element. So, you know, it, it was great in that sense. You become more appreciative about what you have back home and the things, you know, everything that you take for granted. And and been, being over there, you're just exposed to this whole new world. Yeah, I mean, it's just the history. I mean, I'm thinking, God, Michelangelo walked on this street probably, you know what I mean? Da Vinci sat there, you know, who knows? But in that, and then plus being in this school, which was incredibly challenging, I thought I knew something about painting and drawing and I get there and they're just like, my ego went like, you know, I got there and I'm like, Our school had much, that effect on yeah. you. As a visual, he took his hand and he just squished it down. <laughs> I was like under the ground, like below the ground. I was like, oh no, I got this, I've drawn before. And then I go there and I'm just like looking at all the students work. I'm like, you guys are the shit, you know, you guys are, how do you do that? How did you even, and then you go through the course and little by little you, you know, you just start to build upon, build upon, build upon and, and learn the technique and, and have this good foundation, which for me was just uh, huge. I, I felt, wow, this is exactly what I had been looking for. And, and it was great. I mean, that school to me, you know, was just an amazing experience. I loved every day of it. Yeah. How was the school structured? Like, was it a, was it a degree program or was it more like a... Yes, it's like, uh, you know, some universities do uh, qualify it as like a master's. Mm -hmm. You know, you could transfer some of those credit points. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's just its own private little atelier. It's not mm -hmm. anything. It's, I guess you can call it like a, you know, a master's, you know, for like, fine art. Yeah. Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. not something that you, you could, I could say, oh... I now have a master's. No, it's just you know, with like a technical little 
private mm -hmm. atelier. And and what, uh, was it like structured like like a master's program where you would have classes? I don't know. You know, uh, different seminars, or you had like a um, painting class, a drawing class, uh, or, or how was it structured? Was it more like a workshop? Or well, I don't know if I mentioned the name. So the name of the school is, is uh, the Angel Academy of Art, mm -hmm. and the way they're structured, it's based on teaching kind of the methods of the 19th century French ateliers. Mm -hmm. So what you would have is a you'd start from the basics, so pencil. You mm -hmm. start from pencil drawings and you split your day in half. So you have half the day would be working from the live model mm -hmm. and then the other half would be working on these uh, projects that you would have where your instructors would guide you and tell you how to build up a drawing. So you would basically take what you're learning in that project and then apply it to your live drawing class. And then you just, the, the course gets harder and harder because you go from pencil to charcoal to then painting in monochrome and then painting in full color. As oil. In, in oil. Right. In oils, yeah. You always paint in oil. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was great because you, you, you can see, I mean, there was a fellow student there who started with me and he had never like picked up a pencil in his life, really. And then you see his work as he was going and you're like, yeah, everybody can, can learn it. You know, it's, they drill it into you. So it, the, the course for me was just incredible. It was, I mean. It's kind of like, I imagine that that would be like the workshops that maybe, you know, were like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It was already yeah. like that. Exactly. You know, the, the, when, when the big artists had their, you know, their, shop, their helpers their shop, and their, their assistants, their apprentices. Their, yeah, right? it, that's how, it was, yeah, that's exactly how it is. I mean, wow. the two, um, the principal, the director, the guy who started the schools, his name is Michael John Angel, and he, he studied under a Florentine painter um, named Pietro Anigoni, and he is kind of a long, or one of the last members of this lineage, of continuous lineage of you know, classically trained um, painters, you know, realist painters that go back and back. You know, he studied under somebody who studied under that, and it goes back and back and back. That's so neat. So yeah, he, you know, he started the school, and the other uh, uh, professor, the instructor there is Jared Wisnicki, and they pretty much, you know, built this up in a way. You know, it was Michael John Angel, and and he kind of. I don't want to say you know he's part of the reason why so many I feel like realist painters now, contemporary realist painters now, are it's becoming more prevalent because him yeah. and others started these schools, mm -hmm. you know, and really at a time when this was something that was like unheard of, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was very like nobody did that, nobody taught these methods anymore. Mm -hmm. So. But there's also something about your paintings that always takes me back to Italy. It's kind of like you have that <laughs> yeah. in you now. It's like because it's it's so funny sometimes when <clears throat> um, when like for example I'm from Austria, but then I studied in San Francisco, and I always looked my work always looked European, okay. even if I never was taught in Europe. But with right. your work, I feel yeah. like I mean you're American, you have your roots <laughs> in like different countries, yeah. but your work looks so European. Oh. I feel like your works look so Italian, and it's yeah, like amazing. I was okay. Italian. Okay. Previous life. I say Italian, but I feel um, for those of you that haven't seen Salvador's painting, um, besides the formal training that you had um, in Italy, there it, it is. Um, I recognize the subject matter and the style as being traditionalist, so I see it as more just European overall because it could be Dutch, it could be French, That's true, yeah. it could be oh, Italian, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be Spanish, like Velasquez, because you have a lot of like yeah. lots of beautiful like chiaroscuro happening in your yes. paintings, and so I see it as just I put it under the umbrella. It's just it's very European, European. style <laughs> and classical, but it's also I feel I feel. It's, it it's feel, also from another time, it right? Does. It does feel like, in a way, old. Yes, or, it's like you're know. a time traveler. You're oh. a time traveler, yeah. <laughs> from the past, <laughs> and you've been brought to the present, and I just, 
I don't know. Yes, I. So I don't see the, just the Italian. I see. I do see the the European influence. Yeah, like the masters. Like yeah, the, the masters. With the, yeah, the cheese and the fromage mm. and the, the grapes. And <laughs> Salvador did this beautiful series of fruits and and vegetables. Yeah, or, yeah, yes. and um, small scale, and uh, it was exhibited like at the bakehouse. Eight and a half by twelve-ish, right? Yeah, yeah, like eight by ten for them. Yeah, yes. around there. And yeah. they were just—I I don't know—they were just such characters, you know, like. The fruit even was like had like such an aura to it. They, some of them look like photographs to me, in, mm-hmm. in how like the the, the precision of yes. it. Yeah, precision. Mm-hmm. In terms of precision, do you feel um, having initially studied architecture that the, some of that has obviously crossed? Oh, of course. I feel yeah. like I see your yeah. painting, and then you tell me what you're an architect, and I'm like, oh my god so much sense because to be an architect I think you have to be very precise and calculated and clean um, how else do you feel it goes from one to the other well actually it's funny this new uh, ideas that I've been having you know I, they, they too they blend themselves right so you know obviously the, the discipline you know and, and, and the seriousness that I, that I take to the painting you know is also the same when you know when you're at work and um, you know when in the firms that I've worked in so they go hand in hand, but um, what I want to do more is, you know, make that connection a little bit more evident. So I want to have, you know, the figures that I have, put them in these spaces that I've kind of designed, you know, bring in a little bit more of interior, bring in a little bit more of the architecture side aspect and training that I've had into my painting. So that's kind of like a new a new idea that I'm playing with, you know, just to kind of have these, these, um, these spaces that I've pretty much, not in a sense invented, but designed in know working with the figures mm-hmm. that I'm painting mm-hmm. so yeah but they go hand in hand you know, I, I feel that the training did help for both mm-hmm. for both when I was painting you know the architecture side helped and when I was you know working also in design you know it's something that frees you up mm-hmm. yeah okay. so when you came back from Italy that's exactly what I want to say I'm like why didn't you stay <laughs> I know we always ask that question right <laughs> why didn't you stay in Europe <laughs> no but it's hilarious because People, when I was over there, I would tell them where I was from. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from Miami, you know? And they're like, oh my God, Miami is beautiful. The beach, the this, the clubs. Like, what are you doing over here? You know, like here's just old buildings and rocks. And like, this is, you know, this is garbage. This is not anything cool. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I came here for the old rocks, for the old buildings. <laughs> like, this is what I find beautiful. You guys have so much history. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is not anything over there in Miami, the party, the this. So it's funny. And then I come back and everybody's like, what the hell are you doing here? Why didn't you stay over there? You know, you should have like never came back but it, it was great so when I came back um, you know my girlfriend and I well she's now my wife we you know um, moved in together and and I found this job with this one firm and shortly was after architecture that, or uh, yeah architecture and interior design interior design yeah and so you know then the opportunity to uh, apply for the bakehouse came up because actually a friend of mine his dad you know, I think in the mid '90s or early '90s, was a resident artist here. So, so yeah, my friend's mom said, "Oh, well, you should look into it. You know, they're still around and apply. They have studios." So I did, and and it was kind of like once I got established here, I said, "Okay, I want to make this actually more of a full-time thing, little by little." So I just kind of wanted not just a hobby. I want to dedicate more and more time. So I'd find myself being here and. And it's just once I'm in, he, you know, in painting, time goes by so fast. Yeah. And she'll call me and it's like, babe, it's one in the morning. What the hell are you? Go, you know, come home already. And so it's, it's great. I, I love it. So it's... 
And I, I remember, was it last summer you you started to uh, to do like portraits, and and uh, I was I was sitting for you as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, also like yeah. that, that. You know, your work is like so time consuming. I mean, even yeah. even a little sketch of of my face i think i was sitting yeah. like i don't know six hours yeah. seven hours for that you yeah. know because you also w like working from live models and correct and not just photographs right yeah mm -hmm. well some of that comes from also you know in a way me i feel like you know i'm always trying to get better so in you know as you progress and you become more comfortable mm -hmm. and you know more and the more you study and the more you do it then you get better and better so maybe back then i wasn't i wasn't that good so like, no you were great like, oh, you were just like, you know it just to... it just uh you just really were so precise I feel yeah. like because it was I, I love I love the portrait that you made it was oh, great good, yeah good, that was glad. I don't know last summer or the summer before because you've been at the bakehouse for three years probably yeah I almost think, three years yeah, now yeah almost mm -hmm. three years yeah mm -hmm. studio one because yeah. it used to be on the second floor it used to be on the second all of us were on the second yeah. floor yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your number yeah. is now 16 studio okay. 16 first which is floor. first floor downstairs if you want to come by look at his work because also very interesting you don't have an online presence, right? No, now it's I'm starting like, to. With, is that with, with Instagram, right? Yeah, with you started Instagram. with Instagram. Yeah, I started. Yeah, it was always. I'm kind of anti-technology, you know. I'm just sort of try. I'm always. I don't know. Just my personality. I don't know why, but um, you don't usually respond to emails. I know that. Uh, I'm. I do. I mean, if someone will send me, yeah. If someone, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll correspond. But I'm, I'm not on top of it as mm. much as I guess I Stop should on. be. Yeah, you know. I mean, people send an email to me, and people that I haven't spoken with in a while, and I'll maybe take two weeks to get back to them. I'm mm. not. But it's, it's definitely, the, you know, that's the way the world is now. You know, you need to have that online presence. So and. And it's just something that the more people see your work, the better it is for you. Just yeah. so it's it's something that little by little I'm definitely starting to do more of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I imagine as an architect and interior designer, it would not be difficult for you to build a website, right? You probably work with that yeah. every yeah. day. Right. So it was kind of like a very. It was not that um, like for me, for example, I, I had no idea how to do that. So I was like. You know this this first hurdle to do a website, but for you it was really like I don't want to do it. I don't right. want to have it. Right. You know, it was yeah. like this. I guess a part of it came from I felt that I just didn't have enough of what I felt I wanted to show to represent my work because a lot of it is academic. You know, a lot of it, and it's because it's I still feel that I'm always learning and training in a way. You know, it's something that you know if, if you're if you like to run, right, you run and to stay in shape, right, and you just do it and you do it. And I kind of feel like that's the same way with me when I'm doing um, a master copy or I'm doing something that I feel like, okay, this is just for me to stay in shape, right, mm -hmm. and keep learning. Mm -hmm. So that's how I have a lot of work that is like that, but that's mine, that's my own creation. I feel like I need to, I want to build up more before I can have that say, okay, this is me. Um, so that's kind of that also, also what's yeah. held me back from mm -hmm. being so out there because mm -hmm. you know people say yeah it's very classical but in my in myself I feel I want to bring also make myself feel like I'm you know we're living in today yeah. so I don't want people to say oh that looks like that was done in the 16th century I, I, kind I of thing like, yeah. you know I want you to take us through the journey because you said um, when you were younger you used to draw a sketch and I want to know like what media and stuff you used to do uh -huh. and then obviously that takes us more into the architecture whatever you dabbled into the fine arts I'm talking project and material wise because I do want to see the progression of your journey because right now you're like uber realist yeah. in the way you paint so I'm wondering 
where that might I think go. The going term forward. is hyperrealism. Hyperrealism. Well, I hope not. I hope not. But I, I like hope not. Uber. <laughs> it's just the word that's on my mind right now. Transportation. So You're thinking of how Maria's going to get home. You don't want to take her home later. <laughs> it's it. German. You know that. Do you yeah. know that Uber means is a German word that has been that. has been English Englishized? Anglicized. Anglicized. <laughs> So yeah, so can you, the trajectory, because like you're mentioning now that you feel you're doing these projects, but they're not necessarily, not, not, I don't want to say student projects, but they're more, you're, like you say, they're exploratory, you're investigating different techniques and materials, but you want to push that forward into your own, quote unquote, like what you imagine that your artwork is now in 2017. Yeah, well, the the journey, I mean, ever you know, when I was little, the media was anything I could grab, right? Okay. I mean, it'd be a piece of, like, rock on the sidewalk, you know, or, or, you know, markers, anything, right? Anything that I really didn't know or realize how to appreciate the different media. It was just kind of like, I found it, I'm using it. Mm -hmm. And now you just get more of a respect and more of, you gain, like, an intimacy with the media. You understand what it can do and you learn a little more. And so that's, that's later. But um, I guess... Like elementary the, school, any projects that stood out to you? Like I am in my mind, I'm like, oh, I remember when I was in. I'm trying to think. In elementary Zell, school. Like, if I hear him talk about comics, I see him work with markers and pen. Yeah, and always, all, all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's something about that the control that you want to have Correct. about yeah. the medium. That's right. why also you didn't like the classes at FIU. Yeah. Because like I have a student in my in my library class. It's also like I gave him a tempera paint to do something abstract and he was like, I hate this, give me my markers back. And I see you like <laughs> you could have been that kid, you know, because you like like even with the oil paint, you don't want to make a mess. You right. like your studio I and mean, compared to my studio, it was like pristine. That's it's, all my wife. That's all my wife does. No, me, so. no. It's like a museum, you <laughs> oh, know, okay. every single piece, like a furniture or the easel, like everything is set up perfectly and it's it's pristine. It's like you can come by any any given day and Salvador Studio, Studio is... Studio 16? Studio 16. It's, it's, it's pristine. It's like, <laughs> Thank you, know. you for that. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, it's the control you, you want to have about uh, over the medium, right? It's like something that you don't want to, you don't want to just splatter paint on it, you know? Well, you wanna... it's, it's, um, it's funny because, you know, that when you said that the classes at FIU, you know, I did like them, but I found that I was going more, I felt like I, I liked what, what they were trying to get me to do. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing them, it was very freeing, right? But something said, okay, I want to, I want to have more of like a foundation because I feel sort of lost yeah. in a sense. I feel like I'm just putting stuff on paper, on canvas, on whatever, without really having a firm understanding of I what it is. Background. What type yeah. of classes did you take without name dropping necessarily, but just like the the, the You can name drop the classes. teachers no, that you no, like. I just, it was safety first, you could just say like the classes. <laughs> oh, I took like, you know, painting one, painting two, I took, you know, the, the intro to figure drawing. I, um, yeah, there, there were some, you know, a lot of, from, what was the other one? It was like a mixed media one, you know, okay. photography, mm -hmm. all of these classes, but they were all still more based on exploring like yourself, right? Exploring, trying to get you to, in a way, do things that made you uncomfortable, kind of, right? So I would try to, in the figure drawing class, it was, okay, I'm trying to there make her look like her, you know, and, and trying to get the proportions, and the teacher would come and say, no, no, don't worry about all that. Just, how do you feel? You know, look at the gesture, go into the lines, you know, just really get into it and create a mood. And, and in a way, I'm glad that I kind of learned those things. I didn't really, you know, uh, dive into it as much as, um, I 
could have, but I, I felt like, okay, you know, I, I like this. I like this in a way. I just felt like I want to have more of a of a good foundation, a good base yeah, before I get to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. people look at Picasso or, or other people, you know, Cubist and all these other artists that do things that are this very expressive. But you also look at the earlier work, they were very technically trained. They knew how to draw. Right, exactly. And they knew how to paint. Exactly. And I feel like that's what I want to be. I don't want to go the opposite way. I yeah. don't want to do these exploratory things without having a good a good understanding of what it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of like you got to learn the rules and then you can break them sort of, yeah. sort yeah. of thing. And mm-hmm. I feel that. But I want to definitely bring my work and, and have it feel that it's more of, you know, my, everything that makes me, right? So all of my influences, you know, uh, you know, not just architecture, interiors, all, all the things, experiences that I've had, and and then merge that with with my um, naturalistic way of painting. So that, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. That's mm-hmm. the that's the goal. So mm-hmm. have it be something that you could say is contemporary in today's setting. I don't mm-hmm. want it to look like it could have been done 500 years ago. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And say, oh, that's because we're living today. So mm-hmm. we have to talk about things that are happening today. We're current. You know, yeah, and, and obviously have it represent, you know, ourselves. I mean, represent I me. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I also disagree. I have to play devil's advocate. I, there's there's a, like, a, a timelessness to your work. I think there's a beauty to it that I'm like, wow, people don't do this anymore. But here you are against the, like, the, the waves of, like, be the future, be the future, and you're just being yourself and you're painting what you like to paint. So I also appreciate that. Do you understand what oh, I mean, Maria? You. Yeah, like, uh, and I, I, I like feel like, I mean, you know, I feel like there is a, a new trend, and you were talking about it, that goes back into realism and hy- a, f- a photorealistic painters, or they call it photorealistic now, yeah. which is funny, right? But for example, Gerhard Richter, yeah. the German yes. artist, right, right. right? Yeah. is an artist that goes completely, completely into the abstract and then goes completely into the realistic, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I also, I forgot his name, but there's this Israeli artist that also paints, I think, of photographs and and you can, you can really not, like you said, you didn't know if it's a photo or not. Yes. You know, it's like it's so, yeah. like photorealistic, I guess, or hyperrealistic or uberrealistic. <laughs> it's like there is a new tradition, a new a new trend that is now again appreciating. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the movement. Yeah. And the and the precision and the fact that now everyone thinks it's a photograph, and then we are like. Because hundreds of years ago, you wouldn't have thought it was a photograph, you, you know? Really you, you, that would have not been across your mind. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, it's not a photograph, it's a drawing or it's a painting, you know? And it's like, well, that's kind of, it's, like it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because that's sort of not what I would want. Because, for, I mean, I had a, you know, my teacher when I was in school, he said, don't, you know, he broke down and he showed all the different forms of representational painting, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's realism, imaginary realism, you know, there's hyper-realism, there's this. And he said, you know, don't try to make your work look like a photo mm-hmm. because that's what photography is for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So don't, you shouldn't, you should, if you're gonna make, try to make it look like a photo, then just take a photo. Mm-hmm. It should be more about the expressiveness, it should be more about, you know, pain application, you know, I mean, from far away, if it looks realistic, that's one thing, but don't, so I, I never Don't really, make it look like a photo. Right, right, I never want my work to look like a photo. I think people say it looks, because they just are thinking it looks realistic, real, realistic, yeah. naturalistic. Away, and then you get yeah. but if you, you see the strokes. Right, so yeah. it's not, you know, I don't really, that's not the goal, because there you're more just, I think, playing up the fact that you're able to 
produce something to that level of detail. Mm-hmm. But but I think what's more important is what you're saying, yeah. really, in a way. You know what I mean? That yeah. It shouldn't be about the fact that you can take it to that level and make it so real that it looks like a photo. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. It should be more like, okay, from far away. You know, like Impressionism, right? From far away. Certain painters, you know, you look far away, it's, wow, I see it. You know, it's a this, it's yeah. a that. And then you get close, and you're like, wow, the way he layered the paint and, you know, actually modeled something with the brush strokes. And it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful, too. You know, that whole... The textures and all those mm-hmm. other things that go into it. So, in the in these three years that you've been in the bakehouse mm-hmm. now, can you talk a little bit about the residency, how it affected your work, or actually also like how it affected you as an artist, like you know, as an artist, full time artist, or you know, in a way like a like the, the professional development, or how, well, how, how did you experience, you know, having a studio here? Well, it took it to, uh, definitely made it more serious, right? Because, you know, it's not, it's not like it's free, so you're, yeah, there, you're thinking, you're okay, I'm paying, studio. so I have to be here, I have to work, I have to produce, I have to, so there's that element to it that you're just like, okay, I'm not just going to have this space to play around, you know, yeah. I'm going to come in here, this has to be serious. So you want to obviously do as much as you can and get your work out there. So it, in that sense, it made me a lot more uh, responsible and, and how I managed my time and said, okay, I need to do this and I have this amount of time to do it in. You and have to practice. Yeah. It's not just like project right. full time. It's your own personal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that whole thing also, I mean, because when you're in school, there's also that whole, you're learning, you're a little bit more just loose about it. You're not, but then you, when you come into a situation where it's, okay, now it's for real, you know, I have to crank out a ton of work because I'm actually this and you have that all going on. So in that sense, um, that helped out a lot, you know, having this this space. And just the fact that I'm able to um, have a space that I can say, okay, I focus here and pretty much can experiment and it's very... It's a great space, so it, it allows you that opportunity to, mm-hmm. to create. So that's in these three years, I feel like my production has, has gone up. Obviously, mm-hmm. if I would have been at home, I have nowhere. You're not, you know, you need somewhere where you can focus. You regiment yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, and I remember you've been working on commissions as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, was it last summer? Or I, I remember that. And and. Uh, have you shown your work also? I mean, I know you had shows at the Bakehouse. Yeah. And you have been. Have you shown in, in other places too already? Or is that something you want there have to been, do? There have been a few. Not really. I wouldn't say that. I mean, there have been some competitions that I've entered where my mm-hmm. work has been shown. There's been, you know, some like group shows that I had done in the past. But solo shows, no. So I'm really, I want to focus and have a good body. Some series that I can take. For and, a solo show? Right, for a mm-hmm. solo show. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm aiming for now. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Did you have um, studio visits yet with the core? that come through the bakehouse? No, I missed this last one. Mm-hmm. I was out of town for the one before, mm-hmm. and this past one that just happened now in uh, September, I missed. I think the, the day I was going to sign up, I think I got the email that they yeah. were already booked, so mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot for now this month. This month? Yeah, uh-huh. I really yeah. want one. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. everybody that I've spoken to has said that they've been great. Yeah. So just for our listeners, we have this new program at the, at the bakehouse where curators are invited to come by and all the artists here can sign up uh, yeah. for studio visits and 
and kind of get started into this like thinking about solo shows or group exhibitions and and you know get feedback from curators about how far along they are in the process of you know getting to their goals and right. um, it's been a really well like I had I had one studio visit so far and it's yeah. been really productive like I, I felt like that's a really great new program yeah. for us yeah. you know because yeah. um, it's really like catering towards like a professional development like right. you know how yep. how do you make those connections with galleries or how do you get exactly. like, into shows yeah. and um, yeah I wanted to ask you Salvador um, I have seen your your drawings besides your paintings which one do you feel um, artistically you're more I guess personally inclined to do do you would you rather do like the figure drawing in live like person like observing the individual and doing like these beautiful charcoal and, and pencil drawings you do or would you prefer do you also do your still life from life yeah. your paintings from life yeah so everything's from life which yeah. do you feel you're more attracted to like the the individual like the the figurative or the actual like the figures like the the like um, fruits and No, both, both the same, both the same. They, they each kind of, you learn different things when you do them and they each have their own character. You know, the same thing with landscapes. I also love to do landscapes and you know, they, they're all these different genres that in a way they all have the same principles, right? When it comes to like, you know, the design and the composition and the proportion and all of these things that go into, in, that come into play. So I like all of them the same and it's really, uh, I can't really choose which one I would prefer to do. They all sort of uh, are one and the same for me. In a way, I don't really rank them which one I like to do more. Obviously, painting and drawing from life, it's a little bit trickier because you know you have to hire a model and it can be a little bit more expensive. So sometimes, if they you know can't have a model pose for so long, then you know there'll be a photo and I can work from that just to tweak and get more of the final details and those things. But yeah, I, I like them all the same. All. There's actually the new exhibition at the Paris Art Museum, Miami. Pam is organized. Uh, um, the the um, permanent collection is mm -hmm. organized through the five categories of painting. Really? And it's like it's like a hierarchy, right? So it yeah. was like the historic paintings, right. Right. and then the everyday. Yeah. Life and then of course portraiture and landscapes and there is a fifth one I just I think missed. it was just the last one was maybe either still life or just little um, still life maybe was it was one. still life was the yeah. last one yeah or oh, there I mean there are tons but they yeah. organized the whole show yeah. um, I mean historically it was like that yeah, yeah yeah and there was like a hierarchy in yeah. them right there was like this is the most expensive one and then that and so yeah. and but there was another thing that I wanted to mention because you were talking about bringing more of the architectural elements into your your work mm -hmm. and there is this artist Toba Kiduri who had a solo exhibition uh -huh. in in the Pam and she's um, painting now she's painting in oil also like realistic and yeah. like with a lot of detail now she she's painting her hands for the first time and before that it was always architectural elements in on, on large very very large paper yeah. that she covered in wax oh. and then painted in oil and I just thought of her Toba Kiduri Toba Kiduri I remember yeah, I think I think it would be cool. um, it would be a great um, inspiration for you you know Definitely, in the, into yeah. this architect more of the architectural elements and yeah, I wanted to ask you to this, oh, sorry, <coughs> the, the shirt you're wearing what 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 artist did you look at or aspire to or just get inspiration from in terms of like the classics like you're wearing a shirt by well I'm wearing Rembrandt, Rembrandt. it's a it's a shirt that I got recently um, my wife and I we went to 
Belgium and Holland and so I went to Rembrandt's house and it was I mean you know I felt like like this kind of wave of sort of like inspiration like oh my god he lived here you know he mixed his paints he had his assistants mix paints here and he did his etchings there and and it's really cool because they they show you they have the room still kind of and an old you know press and they you know show you here mixing the paints and everything and you see his collection of artifacts that he had, you know, from casts and all these objects that he collected. So, I don't know, that kind of was a really awesome uh, experience. I went to, yeah, we went to a couple of people's houses. <laughs> like, we're going to just house hopping. <laughs> we went to Rembrandt's house, we went to Rubens' house, um, yeah, in, uh, in Antwerp. So, I mean, in, it was just a really cool experience. And he's one of my all-time greats, you know, favorite artists, Rembrandt. I just, you know, his technical ability and what he would do with the brush and, you know, the, the paintings and his use of light and everything. I mean, it was just, for me, one of the best. And so that was really cool. So that's why I'm, I love this shirt. It yeah. was so great at self-portraiture. And you had this one self-portrait yeah. that um, we used at the preview for the, for the session that you, um, do you feel that you could do that? Like progressively continue, like just throughout your life, kind of like Rubens did. And kind of like, you know, obviously he did as well. The portraiture, the self-portraiture to kind of sort of keep us Take us through the journey of your life. Yeah, well, Rembrandt was known. I mean, he did, I, I think, you know, he, I don't know how many he did, but he did like Rembrandt. hundreds of I mean, he did it throughout his whole yeah, life. Yeah. yeah, he was doing so many self portraits, and they're a great way. And you can see sort of his, not only just obviously him aging, but his Beautiful. technique yeah, also, how it just changed, you know, and, and his application of pain and, and everything. So that's always amazing. Yeah. That's a request. Please do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing self portraits. One a year. I'm going to try. That's my goal. One a year, and then look back, you know however many years from now and see. So. Are you using a mirror for the yeah. self-portrait? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So really old school. Again. So really old school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, you know, you use it and you see yourself and, and then you, you know, it's a nice kind of it's intuitive, you know, you get kind of like connected with yourself and you're like, oh wow, really, yeah. I, my eyebrow does that? Or like, you know what I mean? You kind of yeah. look really close at your features and it's it's nice just to... Even just sitting for you as a model was kind of like a therapy session for me. It yeah. was really interesting yeah. because you know, you're supposed to be like kind of still and you're really yeah thrown back to yourself I imagine something is also going on in you you know because yeah. you you are also confronted with yourself you know? right like, well and it's also practical you know too because you, 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 you always have your face right so you just need a mirror you need a mirror and, and then you yeah. can pretty much draw so it's it's good in that sense too you know to pay a model but um, yeah I, it's it's always and, and I've posed before you know um, for other people so and it's it's definitely a, like a meditative mm -hmm. thing you know you're just sitting mm -hmm. there and and that's another element too to the paintings that I'm trying to convey that I guess comes you know it's a lot of practice but the psychological aspect so another one of my um, favorite painters is Jerry Coe and he did like a whole series where he went to a mental hospital or an insane asylum I don't remember and he just did portraits of people there and it's incredible because you can really see the disease that that person had based on the portrait you know yeah. someone had like schizophrenia or someone had like this or someone was like a uh, what do you call it a, like a kleptomaniac or something and he would capture those he'd capture that mm -hmm. he'd capture that beautifully you know someone was you know, had a manic depressive look and, and so that element too is, is important mm -hmm. yeah and it's Look the psychological it. aspect. It's not just, you know, making something look like what you see it. It's taking it to that other level, mm -hmm. right, of, mm -hmm. of expression that is important. So you see a work and like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's elevating it, right? What is your 
you know, what is your goal for, I mean, I just did this creative capital workshop last year, right? So you have to have like a one year plan, a five year plan, a 10 year plan, and then you have to write what's supposed to be on your tomb tombstone. Wow. Oh, that is so depressing. That's kind of yeah, creepy. It's actually very that. liberating, but okay. so I'm not gonna <laughs> ask about the yeah. tombstone, but actually I'm, I'm gonna ask about your tombstone. <laughs> yeah. what, what would you want to write, be written on your tombstone? Like what's your life goal with this? Wow, I can't, right now, I don't know how, I have no idea. That <laughs> so it would say from like, that it would say from 1983 to like 2,100. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a super long. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what I would say. I mean, I remember I was in Père Lachaise, the cemetery in, in Paris, uh -huh. and you just see, and there were so many great people that were buried there, and you see their tombstones, and they, you know, their friends would always say something about them. So I wouldn't want it to be something that I would say. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Maybe I would want people a to say about me. To, yeah, yeah, a friend to say about me, like he was, you know, he owed me money and he never paid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or uh, I don't know, something that, whatever, it was know, something nice. Yeah. yeah. What, what is written on Rembrandt's tombstone? I have no visited. idea. I don't know. You haven't yeah. visited the, no. the grave, only no. the houses, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's really how creative capital works. You know, they are kind of trying to, yeah, what's your goal, you know, for this year? Yeah. What's your goal for? Or like art, you know, in not not just artistically, but whole life, life. you know. That's it's great. like, do you want to kind of like obviously family, you know, get married, right. or have children, or yeah, you know, you want to have a solo show, or you want to do this, you want to do that. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you've definitely said some of those things, James Hilbert. My question is, have you ever done sculpture like busts? Like no, and I would love to. And I would really love to. I mean, uh, there was Very a school. I could see that being your next. Really? I mean, you're you're so good in. I don't want to say the word producing, but in, in almost creating what looks to be three-dimensional forms within your 2D paintings, that I'm like, well, I could see you doing these, like, busts. Not necessarily marble, because God knows we can't do those as well anymore. But, like, you know, clay and then firing that. I could see that being a potential somewhere. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, there were opportunities when I was living in Florence. There were a lot of schools that they offered sculpture, and there was this one. Actually, he was an American guy, and he just he moved over there, and he ended up staying over there. And I went to some of his lectures, and he did a series of lectures talking about sculpture. It's history, but essentially pretty much from Donatello yeah. to the present day. And it was incredible. It just blew my mind. The way he explained it, the way you see how these artists tackled the medium, and just it was great. So I. I fell in love with sculpture. I have an appreciation for it, and to me, I think it's a beautiful way of representing, you know, form. And I don't want I would, you to become a sculptor necessarily, but I could see it informing your work. No, it helps too. I mean, the the more you you understand for sure. I would love to do a sculpture of of, of a head, right? Because yeah, it would. Bust, I mean, it would increase your knowledge of anatomy mm -hmm. and everything because you're making it. You know, you're mm -hmm. just three dimensional, and you have to really know because in. In painting or drawing, you have to know it also, but it's not as, I think, deep understanding mm -hmm. when you physically do it with your hands mm -hmm. and actually it mold it. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to. Okay, Maria's shutting me up. Okay, last question. <laughs> um, God, I kind of think the sculpture one was pretty huge for me. I really, I was very curious about that. Um, you okay, talking Maria. about that one? Yes, yes. Because I'm like, okay, would you, I mean, you're married now, so you have more responsibilities and you're working um, artist would you try to go abroad for this or would you try to find locally if you could hopefully learn that? yeah definitely I would love to travel or locally or either any anyway I mean there are a couple of places I mean there, nowadays there's a lot of workshops so you could go somewhere and people you know some famous sculptor would come and you can learn a lot and they'd introduce you to it and 
but any way that it would happen, I would love it because I would love to learn. But yeah. I think one thing at a time. I feel like I'm still no, learning the, my craft right now. And there's, you know, every time the further you get into something, the totally. more you're just man. There's more to learn and more to learn and more to learn. Yeah. So you're always gonna evolve. And but I would, I would love to try it. You don't say no. That's a great answer because I mean, I, I definitely see you pursuing that. Not professionally, like oh, I'm gonna become a sculptor now. But I could see it somehow being once you get stuck or you're you need a break from yeah. what you're doing. I could see that as an outside because you do mm -hmm. say you want to go into the more design spaces architectural spaces within your now formal paintings right. and bring that into it and right. I think that's going to be another element plus you also mentioned the artists that you you know that you admire that brought in the psychological the actual yeah. psyche so that's also another layer that you're looking into bring into your work so I right. see that you have your hands full yeah and yeah. also like like yeah. bringing the architecture into oh that's going to transform it for sure and and you know the contemporary more yeah. And yeah. All, like it's it's going to be awesome yeah I mean I've seen paintings where that you know these artists what they did was they took bits and pieces from say famous you know a church here and another church there, and they create their own church yeah and it's a church that doesn't even exist and you yeah. and it's so convincing and it's beautiful and it's a, so you know I'm not gonna say I want to do a church but a space that is maybe a bit of this and that and your merge own. it and make your own yes. space and and mm -hmm. and have and I really I I'm not a like a hundred percent devout classicist right I also respect and appreciate you know abstract paintings and expressionist paintings because that to me is also beautiful so I'm able to I'm glad that I appreciate that as well because I mm -hmm. try to take from both mm -hmm. you know and and apply all of those things into my work as the goal is really what I want to do. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, last question just came to mind. Um, going back, <laughs> just it comes out like that. In terms of architecture, what architecture were you most attracted to? Considering your paintings, I just I'm curious, like modern or more like classical, like colonial, etc. No, no, I, I'm more modern. Yeah, okay. more modern and mid-century is more of the the style that that I like. You know, I like obviously Frank Lloyd Wright. You know, yes. people that uh, you know Alto, people that also took uh, into consideration the surroundings mm -hmm. where their structures were going to go. That was very important to me when mm -hmm. I when I was studying because I, I gravitated towards them because they didn't just want to say you know they didn't have like their ego. They didn't say like I'm going to put what I'm known for and you know, plop it on this place where it has no relation to anything and no context and it's just yes. my signature on this piece of land. No, it's more, okay, Perhaps what do we have? Perhaps some de work like that, right? Yeah, some, well, no, they, they, they actually know. They actually get together with local artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They get together and they they kind of pick up a little bit of the vibe of the city yeah. and try to like blend and have like a mm -hmm. harmony so it's not, mm -hmm. I love them. They're, mm -hmm. they're two of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And uh, so people that kind of take into appreciation the surroundings so that mm -hmm. their, their, their buildings blend mm -hmm. with their environment. That's mm -hmm. important to me. I'm kind of also like a very green, I'm very like environmentally conscious, mm -hmm. so I try to look at that. I don't want to, yeah. I could see you bringing that into your... Into your work, yeah, yeah, crossing that over. Okay, Maria, your turn. All right. So before Elisa destroys the mic, destroys our recording devices here. We are the very last question. You've been sitting on a magical rocking chair. No, I feel like I'm like my grandmother's house. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was very comforting. And the chair grants you three wishes. You can wish for anything. Okay. What What are those? I have to say them out loud, or they yes. And then they won't come true. Otherwise, they won't come true. I don't say them out loud. It's a different rule here. Oh, I have to say yeah. it out loud. You have to say it out loud in order to for them wow. to come true. Wow. Okay. But only three. Only three. Three wishes. Yes. <laughs> only three. Only three. Okay. Well, 
can I wish for more wishes? No, you can't yes. do that. No, I guess, well, one is to just be healthy. I think that's, you know, mm -hmm. obviously you always want to um, never have anything. That's number one, I guess. Just And number two, I guess find a way in which I can have my work be content with what I'm doing as much as possible, get it to as many people as possible so they can get mm -hmm. exposed as much. And I guess that's, that's number two. And number three, it'll be a good husband. So now my, my life. <laughs> That's where my wife. Really She's probably listening. Oh. It's, her, it's her birthday, so I gotta. It's her birthday today. Well, tomorrow, right? tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I gotta throw oh, that in there. Awesome. So she. Happy birthday, Carlos! <laughs> <Carter. laughs> no. Yeah, it's awesome. Can't make it all about me. No, that's good. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much, Salvador. Right. I know we appreciate it greatly, and um, we should be having, I think, Alex Nunez next. Week. Alex Nunez is going to be next. Uh, the next rocking chair session. Probably the twenty-sixth. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Yay. Yeah, let me thank you guys for having me, and it thank was great. I loved it. Thank you. Down, yeah. Thank, thank you so much. So fast. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. Alrighty, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for Bye. checking in again. Bye. Bye.